Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. In this episode, we talk to the founders of B&M Craft Spirits, who took an idea they developed over dinner with friends and turned it into an award-winning salted caramel-flavored whiskey called Duke and Dame. But they weren't always in the spirits industry, and we talk about how they went from Wall Street to the Bourbon Trail, and everything in between. Okay, let's get it. So here today, we got the we got the guys from Duke and Dame on the Black and Brown podcast, Chima Burry and Amani McCauley. You know, they're joining us, they, the founders of B&M Craft Spirits, and they developed an idea for a salted caramel flavored whiskey. Welcome, guys. Um, tell us a little bit about yourselves as you introduce yourselves and let the people know what's happening. Great. Thank, thank you guys for having us. Excited to be with you today. Uh, my name is Amani McCauley. Um, I am one of the founders of Duke and Dame along with Chima. Uh, I was born in Sierra Leone, uh, West Africa. Grew up in Maryland, uh, right outside the Washington, D.C. area. Um, spent a lot of time in New York um, City. Uh, worked overseas uh, before moving down here to Florida. My background's in finance. Spent a lot of time on Wall Street. Nice. Um, where I did drink a lot of whiskey. <laughs> Facts. All right. Um, no good, good and bad, Marcus. You needed it. You know I mean? Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, ultimately decided I needed to do something different. And, and that's really when um, this this idea that Chima had was presented, and we kind of took it from there. But we'll we'll get into that later. Respect, yeah. All right, and uh, I'm I'm Chima Bury, and uh, my family is from Jamaica. Grew up here, or moved to Miami when I was two. Uh, grew up in South Florida, went to the University of Florida, and um, eventually made my way up to New York. And that's where Monty and I met. Worked in finance my entire career as well. Nice. And um, he and I met in New York. There some mutual friends, and we get it off well and became really, really, really good friends. And when I had this idea, uh, ran it by him, and then we, we definitely thought it was a good thing. So we, we took it and ran with it. Yo, I love it. So let me, let me ask you this. When you say you had the idea, was it like, I'm, I'm going to give you like comparison, not on your level, because I respect everything black. You know, that's what we push, the black hustle. I love it. Yes, sir. So when you had the idea and you went to him and said, you want to do this flavored whiskey, it was akin to me telling Delvin, yo, I want to do a bourbon podcast. Yep. And me just dropping it on the table and walking away like, okay. And then weeks later, he still <laughs> hit me up saying, yo, we're going to do the podcast, we're going to do the podcast. Yeah. Who in, in your duo was the catalyst that kept pushing it? Was it you or was it Amani? I mean, how did that go? Was it just bouncing ideas back and forth? I think I think it was mutual. Yeah. Right. So so Chima had this idea for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, we discussed it, and I think, um, but but also it was the perfect timing. Right. I had I had just left my career on Wall Street. I uh, was traveling for a little bit. Stopped in Miami just to hang out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a great city to hang so, out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so I had I had the time, right? Had no job. Yep. You know, it's probably a Friday. You got no job. And so, you know, we got we, you know, he had the idea. I said, well, it sounds kind of crazy at first, but let's go look into it. Uh-huh. So we went, yeah. spent you know four hours in a distillery, just kind of learning the process, and we both walked out that day. As soon as we walked out the door, we looked at each other and we gave each other that look like, okay, all right, maybe this is as impossible as we might have thought. And from that point on, it was like, okay, let's see if we can make this work. So we spent the next couple of months prototyping, researching, and it was, uh, we kind of pushed each other. And then finally we got on the phone one day 
I'd gone back to New York at this point, and we're exchanging, you know, our little prototype. Yeah, the kitchens look like chemistry labs. Yo, I, like, wow. I love it. Because wow. when you said yeah, research, I'm thinking... we had already at that point, we had already at that point had a prototype. Yeah. Chima was here in Florida, you know, giving and a family, family, people, family. I was doing the same in New York. And the feedback we got was so amazing. It kind of blew up. Yeah, it, it motivated us equally because right. we're in two different parts of the country mm-hmm. and we're getting the same exact feedback. Like, this is crazy. This is good. There's nothing like this. You have to make this. You've got to do this. Right. Oh, wow. And so we got on the phone and it was like, what do you want to do? He's like, what do you want to do? So he was going to blink first. Uh, let's do it. And then two weeks later, I moved to Florida, and you know the rest is history, as they say. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, well, I love it. And and the, and the thing about it is, it's not like. Like we're gonna do an up- upcoming episode uh, about the black story, about what we contributed to the bourbon game, yeah. and right now you guys are real history. You feel me? I mean, this is like real time actually happening right now. Shake that, man. Yeah, Thank you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is real. Yep. So, so like we like to ask all our guests as we get in and we get to know you. So we all have that one bourbon cocktail that was the gateway for falling in love with the drink. Amani, I'll start with you first, right. and then Chima, you come in. You know what was that one for you? The cocktail that got you into really loving that brown, or maybe it was just a bourbon. Maybe yeah. it was just straight neat. Right. Tell the people about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, for, for me, it definitely wasn't a. Co- I got into cocktails much later. You know, after kind of graduating from the Hennessy that we drank. Wow. You know, when you were younger. Yeah, same. We all been drank there. A lot same. of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the incredible Hulk cocktail. That, that was a cocktail. Yeah, that was man. Yeah. 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 That was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a cocktail. And gin and juice was new, right? Right. Yeah, gin and juice. That was it. Other than college. Right. All out of iced teas and all that for sure. Oh, yeah. But but really, it was for me. Once I got into scotches and bourbons and all that, yeah. And, and I don't remember who introduced me to to them really. Um, but once I got into that, I, I enjoyed it. I, I never put, I never drank it on the rocks. Never put a splash of water in my scotch. When it came to bourbon, I loved the flavor of it. I loved the taste of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall the first bourbon I ever had, but for me, it was really about about the bourbon itself. Okay. And then later, you know, kind of coming up in New York City, going to bars. I got introduced to the old fashioned and the whiskey sours and the Manhattan and, and all your traditional whiskey drinks. Nice. Okay. So yeah. for me, for me, same background, growing up here in Miami. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kayak and, and, and just everything, everything that we all drank. And, mm-hmm. and so we're really working now. Once I started working and, you know, you're learning about wines, you're learning about fine spirits, and for me, it was whiskey, and scotch really was my gateway, so I really enjoyed scotch. Um, Balzini, for me, was one of the ones I identified with and actually loved and fell in love with from a scotch standpoint, and when I transitioned to bourbon, uh, my gateway into bourbon was actually Angel's Envy. Oh, there you go. Okay. And, yeah, that was a lot of people. Um, yeah, the port. Yeah. Port uh, and so, yeah, you remember that? Right. And so, my, my gateway into bourbon... Uh, it's funny, so I had a conversation with a guy at Total Wine, and I told him I really love scotch, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to start exploring into bourbon. And so that same spirits manager uh, that introduced me to Angel's Envy, it, it was quite ironic when Amani and I came to him and was like, by the way, we have our own whiskey, you know, and he's wow. the biggest fan of it right now. So Yo, that's it, it's, it's really cool to kind of see that progression. But yeah, Angel's Envy, I think, was my first official bourbon that I started with and then obviously I 
gone through so many others right now. But yeah. so that, that would be the first. That's I dig it, man. You know, you know, you can't hide money. When that brother dropped the name of that scotch, I had never heard of that scotch. <laughs> never, <laughs> never heard was of that, it. Was that was that was that Valvini? I mean, they, you know, look, look. Yeah. Two brothers coming from finance. Yeah. It's like when Delvin stunts on us. He yeah, says he something, stops. and I'll be like, I'm in oh, the yeah. podcast. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, later yeah. on, off air, I'm like, like I'm Yo, googling dog, that shit later. Yeah, dog, what, what was that? You know what I mean? So, so I know you brothers have your own brand. You know what though? The best way. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The best way to learn, you know, for me, again, coming up in New York. Yeah. Um, after college. Just going to the bars and going to there are a lot of whiskey bars here yeah. where you can oh, wow. go in, sit at the bar, and you can just ask the bartender questions. You can sample. Sometimes right. they'll give yeah. you slices of five different whiskeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really how my whiskey education really took off because I would just go sit at a bar and just try all these different, whether it's a scotch or a bourbon or a rye. Yeah. So I became a oh, yeah. I became a true whiskey fan. Okay. Yeah, I like that, that man. Um, so so did that help kind of develop your palate into what you guys were developing your your whiskey? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it did. To be honest, because we knew, and one of the reasons we chose corn over the other grains was because the inherent smoothness of corn and mm-hmm. sweetness. Right. Uh, it, it, it really didn't overpower what we wanted the caramel notes to, to, to be and, and to be pronounced. So, for example, we both love rye. Like, rye is one of our favorite whiskeys as far yeah, as grains. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, about rye. And, and, yeah. and we. We, we love the spiciness of it, but to be honest, if we had a rye-based whiskey or bourbon, it would spike and, and it, it would conflict yeah. with the caramel. Yeah. So we, we felt that the, the, that the corn, the corn offer really allowed the, the caramel to show through and shine. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons. And just through our knowledge of whiskey and, and understanding as far as the different grains and, and what they produce and the finish that they, they produce. But we also have really different... Helped. I mean, you you tend yeah. like you like angels on me because right, super smooth, it's mm-hmm. super right. smooth. But I you like like yeah. like high west, like you like high west. I like a little bit more bite. Right. Yeah. And it's funny when it comes to cigars with the opposite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't like the right. heavier cigar. Right. You know, I need something a little bit more medium, a little right. bit more mellow. Right. So, but but I think when we were crafting the whiskey base, we kind of pulled from you know we wanted something that was you know had enough of a bite and yep. kick to be authentic to appeal to those hardcore whiskey enthusiasts. Right. But we're super, super smooth. So folks who may not like the hardcore stuff or folks who may just not like whiskey at all yeah, right. were brought in by that food. Right, sure. right. So we kind of put, put both of our face profiles together to kind of create the base. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool, though, because even though you guys have different tastes in alcohol and different tastes in cigars, it kind of balances out because, you know, one high-low and the right. other high-low in the smoke. Right. So exactly. it makes perfect sense that you guys are where you're at. So a follow-up question to what got you in. So I know you guys have your own brand and you're kind of uh, locked in and impartial to your to your beverage, but is there a certain bottle you're out there hunting? Like you both alluded to, like liking rides. I mean, seriously, I'm not going to take away from what you're doing because I love I love your bottle, but is there like yeah, a bottle you're right. out there hunting right now? So listen, we, we still I mean, we still love trying new bourbons, man. Uh, for me, uh, there was a bourbon called, or there is a bourbon called Black Maple Hill. Ooh. I was at a bar in, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, one night. It was late. I think it was maybe three people in there. Uh-huh. The bartender pulled out this bottle, had maybe a half a shot left, and just gave it to me to try. And it blew my mind. Wow. Okay? This, is, this is back when, you know, that whole uh, bourbon craze was gone. You couldn't find any of the, the high-end bourbons. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't find this thing for years, for yeah. years. One day, liquor store down the street from my old office on Madison Avenue, and I just went in there just asking about this whiskey randomly, uh-huh. expecting to hear a no. I didn't see it on the shelf. 
And the guy says, oh, we actually have two bottles, but it's in the back. <laughs> and he's like, All the good stuff is in the back. Were, yeah. <laughs> dude, they were, they were like four fifty dollars or $500 a bottle. Yeah, so you can't hide money. thinking, man, you, you've been looking for this for years. You got to get one. Yeah. But I didn't allow myself, you know, you need to be responsible. Right. You can't spend $500 on a whiskey bottle. <laughs> but I'm saying. So I leave, and maybe a week later, I'm like, what are you doing? Go back and get that <laughs> And they were gone. Yeah. Yep. We yep. just talked we about that last night. night. Yeah. yeah. When you see uniform, yeah. you got to snatch them up. Yeah, what was it called? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was funny. Black Maple Hill. Oh, right. Man. So maybe about a, bu- a month ago, yeah. I saw that uh, Total Wine had them, yeah. but on limited order. So well, we went and bought like four bottles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, up again. You know what I mean? I say mistake twice. They got first and gone through a couple. Yeah. Now, they, they weren't yeah. they were no, <laughs> Yo, I respect they, they, they weren't cheap. So, so what's yeah. that flavor profile of that whiskey? Kind of yeah. similar to if it's something like you know, because we I don't have four fifty to drop on a bottle. I'm not coming from the finance world. So no, 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 no. My, my my eclectic taste go up to like uh, Weller Antique one hundred and seven. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> where's that in the ballpark? You know what I mean? Well, you know, the, the pricing is more so around the, the you know the, the supply and demand and the yeah. Wearing. yeah, correct. You just couldn't find any. Matter of fact, those two bottles that liquor store got, they actually had to get them from Europe. Oh, that's wow. how hard it was to find. Right? Okay. So that's why the price is so high. Okay. I so, but the bourbon, I mean, it, it, it is, it's a very strong bourbon. I think, what is it, 80? Uh, 95. 95 proof. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's 95 proof, um, so very strong. It's very oaky. I mean, you taste the oak, the American oak, right? And it's uh. super sweet. To me, it's smooth. Yeah. You get that little kick on the back end. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the perfect bourbon for me. Right. Right. You kind of graduated to like, no, exactly. And it's true because you, you, it's, it's people ask all the time, like, why whiskey and not vodka? Right. For example. And right. I tell them, you know, like, whiskey, whiskey has this saison. You know, it's got this seasoning. You know, it's almost yeah, like, you know, because you can actually taste it right. and you can start picking up different notes that are on the palate. You know, it's not just like, Spiked water, for right? Example, I agree. But I agree. So, to me, as far as speaking of, of like the rise and things like that, go back into the flavors. Yeah, yeah. So I, the, the, the flavor. Right. So, and it, it also has obviously a hint of maple in it too. Mm-hmm. But Caramel, exactly. Caramel. So those those notes that you get are are phenomenal just in, the, in this particular whiskey. So or, or bourbon. And um, but yeah, it it has it, got a little spice, got a little kick, but definitely smooth. But a little bit of the Kentucky hug here as you bring it down. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, it's, it's a great find. Yo, that's great. Crazy. That's crazy you say that, man, because my man Devin hit me with that Kentucky hug earlier this week, and I yeah, had no, no idea. idea what he was talking about. So I was rolling with it, but yeah, I had so, no idea. So when he said it, it's one of those things I had to Google, but now yeah, I get it. I get it now. for real. So that Kentucky hug, I'm like, what the heck yeah. is that? So it's it's funny, man. I, <laughs> So, are you guys thinking of kind of coming out with any more flavors right, up and approved? Or yeah, you know, I mean, is product. this is this the focus right now? You know, because I mean, you're getting you're getting good feedback. I mean, when I did my research into you guys coming on, I was you know all across the internet, and, and I'm glad both of you are here because a lot of interviews I just saw Chima, you know, and when I and I reached out to our mutual friend on Rain, he was like, yeah, Monty's kind of laid back, he's kind of chill, you know what I mean? Amani's the brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amani's the brain. No, he didn't say Amani's the brain. He said he said Amani. He said Amani is low. Cool. And I was yeah. like, you know, I know Ray from way back, so we we go back to Intel days. So yo, that's that's because Amani's a cap. There you go. Right, right. So Amani's I, a cap, you know, right? 
I, when so. I told the fellas we were getting both of y'all, I was like, yo, word, he don't do a lot of interviews. You know what I mean? I was like, this, this is like that Bill <laughs> Gates sighting. You know what I yeah. mean? For real. For real. So, oh, so do you have plans to expand the brand or are you staying like in this lane for a minute? Yeah, until you get it. No, no, we definitely want to expand the brand. And, and, and that's on probably sooner than, than, than later. But yeah, we're, we're exploring right now as far as different flavor profiles we want to want to venture down into and so we we definitely want to what we want to do first was build brand identity yeah. and respect for the brand right, right. so uh very similar to a lot of brands that are out there currently in the market when we release another flavor or another skew another product that they know from the quality of what they initially had that this must be good too so yeah. but we, we definitely have a couple of the flavors that, that we're thinking of uh, maybe a straight bourbon as well. Oh, so wow. those Come are, on, are, are fans that really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we 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 love this. You know, this is our our, our love as far as whiskey itself. But we we feel what we're bringing to the flavor whiskey space is something that can't be denied. So we yeah, definitely no want to continue that yeah. and and offer something that that as worthy of being on the bar because our bar is probably bigger than most. You oh, know, right. because no doubt. We're, we're in the industry. And we we love it, but we we definitely feel from a flavor whiskey standpoint, there are a lot of bars that we're the only flavor whiskey there because it's not. Syrup, you know, mm-hmm. so but sometimes you, you want to feel or you want to do something different. One of our accounts, actually speaking of old fashioned, yeah, they had two ounces of Duke and Dame and one ounce of rye, yeah, right. And so, and then that that really adds a little warmth and fullness to and a little extra cake to, to the old fashioned. So, we feel that it's definitely something that's versatile. A lot of our bartenders love playing with it, yeah, right. and we just want all of our skews to be the same way, you know, to where it continue, continues the tradition that's already been set by, yeah, by the original. So, so when you talk about the love from the bartenders and how they always talk about the nose and open the aromas. So are there any like signature cocktails that really shine with your spirit? I mean, is there like a, like one they've developed or one you guys have come up with like to take it to that next level? You know what I mean? As it like, so has the oh, yeah. old fashioned yeah. taken on a new walk? You know what I mean? Or is there one signature cocktail that your, your spirit is like V1 people right. say it has to have in it. So what we love about the whiskey um, is it's so versatile, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, when we when we go in to sell at a bar, some of the best kind of conversations we'll have, or the best experiences, are when we'll just show up at the bar, put the bottle on on the bar, and say, "Hey, want to show you something?" And sometimes bartenders will grab that bottle and just start playing with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we've had some days where you think, you know, we got meetings all day, and we end up staying in the bar for two hours because this bartender just used the whole bottle making five, six different cocktails, mm-hmm. and they're all amazing. Nice. Um, so we, you know, the, we love the whiskey because it blends so well with everything. One of our, like our first signature cocktail was a pineapple whiskey mule, Ooh. which is when you buy the bottle, it's on the, the younger side of the bottle stopper. Okay. The recipe. And we chose that one because it really showcased how versatile the product is. Because you have, obviously, the, the whiskey and the caramel from the whiskey. Um, you have the tropical, the pineapple juice. You have citrus from the lemon juice. Mm. You have the spice from the ginger beer, wow. and then we would garnish it with rosemary, so you get, you get the herbal as well. Right. So just imagine all those flavors together, whiskey, caramel, herbal, tight. citrus, Man, that sounds um, yeah. tropical, and people went crazy for that break. Right? Yeah. But then we started introducing new cocktails, right. and every new cocktail, yeah. people went crazy yeah. for it. The, yeah. peach, the peach smash, oh, yeah. so we have a peach smash, just incredible peach puree, lemon, uh, we, we shake that up with rice, obviously with Duke and Dame. Yep. And then we topped it off with a little club soda. I mean, you know, in the, the mint, sorry, of course, the smash with the mint. Wow. Um, we have one right now that, that's been a big hit this summer is our caramel sour. Very easy to make. 
three ingredients. Well, we add egg white into it when you want to craft it up a little bit. But yeah. Duke and Dame, egg white. Uh, lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, and simple syrup. Shake that up, and it's absolutely incredible. So it's something that everybody can make from home. Everybody loves that. We do, we do a ton of cocktails or brunch cocktails as well. Uh, one thing that we really have been really, really, really moved a lot this summer was uh, our Paloma. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know if you guys like mezcal at all, but, you know, mezcal and tequilas are blowing up as well. Uh-huh. And one of our bartenders, we wanted to do a collaborative drink with whiskey and mezcal, and, and it is absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, yeah, there, there are a lot of cocktails. And really based on the palate, uh, of course, we wanted to make every traditional cocktail, every traditional whiskey cocktail amazing first. So yeah. if you were a lover of Manhattan, there's no better Manhattan than whiskey today. It's really, really, really good. Uh, old Fashions, obviously, whiskey nice. sours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You can take your rum cocktails and replace oh, it sure. with whiskey today. Oh, yeah. Mojito. Yeah, some of yeah. our accounts have a Duke and Day mojito on the yeah. menu. Right. Um, I mean, it, 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 you can do tradition, everything from traditional whiskey cocktails to kind of your more fruitier cocktails. Mm-hmm. Everything. It just works well with everything. Yeah. So. I mean, I have a question bubbling. Do you guys? I don't want to monopolize it. No, no, Because no, I'm no, kind of no, hyped right good. now. Well, I, I just, I just want to put it out there real quick. I mean, I had a run in with Mascal yeah. in like in Cancun yeah. spring, spring break <laughs> of 2001. <laughs> 2001. So, so there's no more Mascal or tequila in my life ever. Yeah. Brown, brown. <laughs> Yeah, ask, ask a question. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So um, these guys, these guys that trust me to ask questions because I have a low filter and it's just stuff I want to know, man. I'm right, just right, curious, right. you know what I mean? No, no, so, you're good. Because all right, all right, you know, because because we black, right? You know what I mean? What? So we all yeah, got you moms. are yeah, you, you know for real. Facts. Okay, oh, wow. check my DNA. Okay. So like you know it. what I'm saying? So I mean, you came up with this idea, <laughs> right? Y'all came up with this idea sitting together, and you had right. lucrative careers, right? You're in finance. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not going to ask about right. what you're making. You know, Delvin, you in finance, you make a stupid guap. Yeah, that's money for the listeners who don't know what guap is anyway so you're making money and you just tell your family one day hey we're gonna quit we're gonna start uh a craft beverage you know what i mean we're gonna (laughs) gonna start a flavored whiskey yeah Yeah. what was that response like how did that go over yeah uh because your parents your parents are jamaican bro yeah man yeah yeah man and so like all right so so my mom my mom is pretty religious but my family is and so my, my 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 dad and 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 let's say the men in the family were like, yeah. sure, all right. It yeah. sounds a little odd, but, but yeah, go for it. You know, go yeah. for it. You guys have passion, and and you know, you've done finance, and this this is a passion project. Sure, why not? Yeah. My mom was more or less like. Um, I don't know how I feel about my son selling whiskey. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, we, we didn't like, get you like, through school okay, for this. So for her approach, it was more of a religious approach. I'm like, mom, hey, people who go to church buy wine all the time. Right, you know, exactly. Like, exactly. what's wrong with us making it? Right. You know, so, uh, but uh, to be honest, our friends were really like, hey, man, you you guys do finance real well. Like, where the hell did whiskey, like, you know, that curveball, where did whiskey come from? And, and so many of my friends, I've sat down with them when they first tried it, for the, uh, obviously for the first time. And, you know, they're very supportive. They're like, you know, I, I fully intended to sit down with you and try it. And I had already, you know, this, 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 this comment prepared, like, good job, you mm-hmm. know, I'm behind you, I'll support you. Yeah. But when they tried it, they were surprised how damn good it was. They were right. like... I was really ready to be that supportive friend, right? But this is really good, and it's <laughs> right, right, right. Back to all my friends, like they're beyond shocked when they try it. But you know, uh, um, for me, yeah, I mean, for me, it was you know, I think from the family perspective, my mom 
was, you know, a little, okay, you're, you're leaving a job. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And you're going to do what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that old school. Yeah, uh, yeah. Year, many years before that, I had uh, taken some time away from work just to go travel, and she was having a fit. Like, who who, who quits their job in the middle of a, of a recession? You know, in 2011. Right. And that's just the way she fought. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I got her comfortable with it. From the French perspective, they were almost too confident. They were like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. 95% of the startups fail, so let's see how it goes. Right. right. Wow. But, uh, but, you know, from the French perspective, I really appreciated all the support you got from my friends. So. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I have a question. So you guys are, like, super educated, though. University of Florida and, and Imani, you are Ivy-educated, right. Cornell, yeah. Columbia yeah. Business School. Yeah. How much would you say that that education played into your business acumen as you started this career? Um, I think... It's probably more the work experience. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, education is great, but it doesn't stop when you graduate, right? So I think right. being being an investment banking where, um, you know, I was advising companies on corporate finance and capital raising, um, uh, you know, I had great experience kind of analyzing balance sheets and company statements and, you know, even from a strategic perspective, um, you know, all that, all that experience really helped me kind of, when we were first thinking through, okay, does this make sense from a business perspective? Is this going to be a viable business? You know, you know, at some point are we going to be able to <laughs> make money? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> right. um, right. And then just, just, from, just from day to day, you know, managing cash flow and, and, um, thinking about expenses. And I, I think, you know, I had a unique experience that, that really helped me, uh, you know, as we, as we run the business every day, um, to not make a lot of mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. do make because the average person just doesn't know yeah. how to build a cash flow statement or how to, you know, do all those types of things. So yeah. I think I think the education I got from working in finance really, really helped me. Yeah. Same, same here. Like, it's <clears throat> that, that work experience of being able to, to, trans, to transition to our own, our own business, a lot of things that we've done to to really prosper in our, our previous careers. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it for ourselves. And, and then our personalities follow through with everything else. So as far as our ability to to market or we're, we're naturally great at this, you know, whether it's storytelling or just having conversation with with uh, customers or just being able to be able to walk into an account possibly and pitch our product. So being able to create the widget, which is obviously with me here, uh, being able to go out and promote it and sell it, which most people can do, but to Amani's point, the behind-the-scenes stuff that really is the engine of every small business, we do really well. Like, right. we really know Chima, that. You also, Chima was also already an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? So wow. that's, that's a big part of it, too. So he had already kind of had that experience, you know, running his own businesses. And then for me, a lot of, even I worked in finance, a, a lot of the experiences I had were, Hey, we're going to build this new business in Australia, or we're going to, you know, build this new office up in New York. So those experiences for me really got me thinking, man, I really want to go build something one day. So I think, yeah. you know, we, we both brought this kind of entrepreneurial zeal to our business as well. 
Yeah, I think I think that legacy is strong, and and with that and the experience and what you're doing, I think it's a blueprint, much like uh, to compare it to something like hip hop and what Jay Z did with Rockefeller and everything. What you're doing is laying a foundation, yeah, especially right. for for young black kids who can see you out there sure. and yeah. saw you start this brand from scratch and where you are at right now. You yeah, know? especially because I mean, you know, and I'm saying this as a former professional athlete, but right, correct. For, for young black kids, he they're role models. I just stunned it. I'm yeah, a little, it. a little bit, a little. Stunt. But, but you just but, can't go episode without stunt. He can't, he can't do it. Swear, but but, for, but seriously though, for a lot of young black kids, their role models are you know athletes and, and entertainers. And, entertainers yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and and we got two brothers here, yep. Ivy yeah. educated right. and entrepreneurs building a whiskey brand inside right. an industry that's heavily dominated by well, light skinned folks. Yeah, and right. that's white basically man. why we yep. started this podcast yeah. because right. we want to shine the light on everybody black. That's my yeah. hashtag. Everybody black. You know right. what I'm saying? For real. By the way, I heard they coming out with a salted caramel cognac. Did y'all hear that? For real? What? No, I'm just saying. I was going to say, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? When y'all going to come back and talk about it? They try to corner the market on (laughs) that. They're going to put it back in that box. (laughs) So, so, so a quick question. Like, we like to um, add a little bit of brevity into it. We started this hashtag over on Instagram talking about hashtag bourbon sounds like. So, if you had to, you know, go on record and tell the people what your bourbon sounds like, what would that be? What? Our bourbon? Yeah, your, yeah, yeah, your, your whiskey. whiskey. I'm yeah. sorry, double oh, your okay. whiskey. Yes. Your what is your hashtag? Like. What does your whiskey sound like? Our whiskey. Um, I guess I gotta think like the way I like to enjoy it. Um, man, you know, it sounds like the D'Angelo song. How does it feel? Oh, okay. Somebody, somebody came strong. He came, he came strong. strong. Yeah, he with, with the video. With the video. <laughs> with the video. <laughs> Yo, you butt naked over there. <laughs> He hit him with a panty drop. I remember when you saw that video, and we all do. And we, you know, you're like, I can't watch this. But you're like, man, that's a good time. <laughs> no, that shit. I was like, yo, I gotta get back in the gym, yo. Yo. <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, it sounds like the perfect pair, man. Like it's, it's, and that's our name, Duke and James. Yeah, it, it's just the perfect pair. It's just the perfect pairing with with anything. I just, I really, this whole journey, I really developed that a song, the perfect pair. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it sounds like Ashford and Simpson then, because that's the perfect pair. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you, your mama, and your cousin. Yo, outcast, baby. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Hey, outcast is my so, group. So how'd you guys, how did you guys... <laughs> so can you tell us how you came up with the Duke and Dame name? Sure, yeah. Um, Duke and Dame is essentially him and her. Okay. Uh, what happened when we first started sampling it out with me and B here in Miami and Amani up in New York, everybody loved it. Men loved it. Women loved it. And we're like, wow, we really, could we have really found something that walked that line between the sexes? And generationally, traditionally, whiskey has always been marketed towards men. Yep. 
And data points show that women are drinking more and more brown. And we're like, well, could we have found that whiskey that's really enjoyed by everybody? Because we really wanted to be that inclusionary brand. And we also had another desire for people when they drank our whiskey to feel royal and regal instead of like when you take a shot of tequila and cringe and you know it's you like what, what am I drinking or what was that yeah yeah and exactly. when you take a sip of Duke and James it's smooth you know that's one of the first things you guys talk about it's so smooth it's so it's so it's elegant it's, it's royal right so Duke the honor is titled Duke and we didn't think of just the wife which is Duchess yep <clears throat> But Dane, she's a female knight. She's a warrior. Wow. She earned her knighthood. So we envisioned this power couple enjoying their whiskey together. Yeah, I love and it. so Duke and Dane, we really wanted ownership to be across the board. We wanted to be the first brand to include women, not only in our marketing strategy, but in the name of the product itself. Yeah. So, um, but also, yeah, men and women, but also, as you mentioned earlier, generational. So yeah. young, yeah. old. Yeah. And for us, you know, as we were crafting it, it was really important to be respected by the hardcore whiskey enthusiasts or, yep. but also, you know, attract people who either, you know, had a bad experience with whiskey, don't like whiskey, so they drink or tequila, or flat out just hate whiskey. And it's right. been so incredible. I mean, we interact with consumers all the time and say things and events, and we'll get, I mean, hundreds of people yeah. who are like, no, no, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. Right. like, okay, just just take a little sniff of this. Just right. take a little sniff. Yeah. They take a sniff and it's like, oh, wow. Right, yeah, right. right. This is, no, yeah, I mean, that's I'm like, she... any you've ever seen And then they taste it, and all of a sudden, it's like, ring the bell, a, a new whiskey lover. And so it really was, you know, hey, we, just, we, we created a whiskey for everyone. Yep. Men, women, young, old. Um, whiskey lovers, yeah. whiskey haters, everyone in between. Yeah. Like, literally a whiskey for everyone. Yeah. So we tell people it's not your grandfather's whiskey. You know, it's not really, it's not going to give you that harsh burn that a lot of people uh, associate with whiskey. And it really helps them. It's, if you drink vodka, this is probably smoother than most vodka you drink. Yeah, you know, so right. it, it's, yeah. it's really getting people to try it, to get over this idea of whiskey. So we, we see ourselves as whiskey ambassadors, of course. This is our expression mm-hmm. of whiskey and we feel that we, we're doing our part to welcome people into whiskey fold. So, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. <clears throat> so could you tell us about your process? I mean, do you guys like social whiskey or do you like um, distill your, your own spirit? Yeah, so, you know, what, when we were doing research, we were surprised to learn because we never really researched which right for <laughs> that a lot of our favorite brands uh, a source. Yeah, oh, right, I right. But a, yep. a high, a lot of them. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Of, of whiskey makers yep. are a source. You know, Angel Envy, mm-hmm. you know, yep. sources whiskey and bring yep. it back yep. to their place yep. and mixes it and all that stuff. Right. So when we learned that, we were like, oh, we, we kind of, we were thinking, because obviously when you start a business, there's a whole vibrant and build, you know, yeah. questions. Right. Um, obviously, building takes a lot more capital investment, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, once we learned that, wait a minute, everybody else does it this way too, it was like, oh, we're not going to be looked down upon because we no. both are with you. Right, so right. Yep. we went and and found, the, the challenge was, you need to find somebody who makes a whiskey that that you love, that has the characteristics that you're looking for, and that we could craft, we could right, craft and mold and yeah. yeah. creating yeah. just for us. You right. know, so yeah. something that was yeah. unique, even though, even though, we're, we're crafting or, I mean, contracting or sourcing, it's something that's made specific to our producing. Nobody else, no one else has access to. Right, right. Oh, right. 
Right. And so that that was unique for us because, you know, most people who source, they're buying from, you know, these large exact contract producers. For us, you know, they they distill everything there, they age it there, and then we go in and we kind of do the blend such that the base is perfectly what we want it to be, that mix of a little bit of a kick, but super smooth. Right. You know, that's really our formula. Yeah. So we we we're lucky enough we found a great partner here um, in Jacksonville that that, uh, that we work with. Does everything in house there, so oh. everything is made, everything is distilled here in the state of Florida at our distillery. So you know we don't source it from all over the country and then bring it in. Everything is made in here. Yeah, I mean in house. Nice, right. very nice. That's awesome. So um, can you tell the people where they can find your product? Tell them how to follow you on social media. How to get at you if they want to reach out. You know, just um, if you want people to follow your social, just you know, give it to the people. And let them know what's happening. Oh yeah. All right. So they can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. They're both the same at Duke and Dame Whiskey. Okay. And our website, of course, is www.dukeanddame.com. So yep. we encourage everybody to follow us. We are constantly sending out recipes and stories about different events and different um, parts of the country that we happen to be in, whether we're doing tastings or just traveling around meeting customers um, at different restaurants. Now that the world is starting to open up again, we, yeah, a little bit. Start, well, we should start traveling a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. But um, for sure, add us, visit our website. We are physically located in three states, so Florida, You'll find us on the shelf, Florida, New York, and Michigan. Okay. But we ship to about 28, 30 states. So you can go on our website and actually find a detailed list of all the states that we ship to. And uh, they can visit the site, hit buy now, and get them uh, get themselves a delicious bottle of Dukey Day. Bet. Oh, bet. No, no, Delvin, you got a question? Yeah, so I got a question for you. I got a hard question for you. So I, I, was, right. I was so impressed when I first tasted it, right? Because I think, to your point, a lot of the flavored whiskeys are like syrup. And right. I started yep. I started my whiskey journey. Don't laugh at your boy. Yeah. I started on Jack Honey. <laughs> and now and, and now a I lot use, of people do. Right, right. And now I use Jack Honey on my pancakes. <laughs> but but I think I think the genius of what you guys have done, because what we have always noted is that you know, brothers, when we transition into bourbon and we start drinking it neat, the first note we pick up is car- usually is caramel, it's caramel right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla is the yeah. second one, but caramel is always the first one. It's yeah. usually caramel yeah. or vanilla. Yeah. And by coming out with this yeah. product, you've sort of helped them out with that, right? It's like, yo, taste this caramel. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and, the, and, the, and we're drinking it right now, by the way. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah. But, so we're having Duke and Dame. And the first thing I noticed yeah. is that it's not as viscous, right? It's not all serious. Therapy. It's yep. like, yep. It, yep. And, and Amani said something earlier. You you try to keep it to to a product where a true whiskey enthusiast yep. would be like, "Yo, this is pretty good." Yeah. And I'm a whiskey yep. enthusiast, yep. right? But there are there a lot go. of people out there that are critical of the of the flavored mm-hmm. whiskey game, right? Yes. So yes. so talk to us a little bit about how you guys would respond to people who are critical of the the flavored whiskey deal. Tell them to shut up. <laughs> so, besides that, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know those, those negative views about flavored whiskey just come from the products that have been in the marketplace. True, and we we need that also. And that's right. What why we we thought we could create something different. So when we walk into when we walk into a bar, particularly if it's a, a higher end craft cocktail bar, 
you know, sometimes they face it and they fall in love. Sometimes before they even face it, it's like, oh, it's flavored. Well, we we don't do that here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. We, yeah. we, we, right. And and then it's up to us to kind of educate them. Like, okay, well, won't you just give it a try? It's, it's a little different. And then ultimately they'll taste it and realize, oh wow, it is different. Yeah, it is a real whiskey, right? So so that really comes on us to educate people. Um, and also as as we build more fans and they try to tell their friends, they educate people for us. Like, hey. This actually is different. It's a real whiskey first that happens to have amazing flavor. So we, we know that, you know, listen, Fireball is the leader in the flavor whiskey space, right? They've been so since 2009, 2010. Yeah. But, you know, when you took Fireball, out of Fireball in college, you were not shooting it because you wanted to sit there and sip it. Right. <laughs> Next to the fire, right? You, yeah. you were shooting it and you probably made a face after. So that's what people think of when they think of flavored whiskey. And, you know, this is just something different. So, again, it's really up to us to educate folks. Like, hey, this is not, you know, what you've been used to experience when it comes to flavor whiskey. This yeah. is a real whiskey first that happens to have amazing flavor right. and aroma. Yeah, yeah so no doubt. That's, it, it, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, on behalf of the team, Black and Brown, I got to tell you, this is this has been for me a joy, man. Respect, yes, because um, out of the the entire first season of what we were trying to do, this is by far um, one of the best episodes I think for guests having on yeah, the show. You know what I mean? This is one we look forward to the most. Yeah. So, um, I want to thank Chima. I want to thank you, Amani, for coming on, telling us about your brand. And I hope once you come out with that uh, cash strength. Whiskey. When, when you come out with that joint, you come back and talk to us about it. Yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. I don't know what your I don't know what your research is doing right now, but you have Not three. Samples. Yeah, we have three volunteers right here to yeah. be in your Not test group. Samples. You know what I mean? No so, problem. We'll, we'll yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. Absolutely, Brother, brothers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on and talking to us about your venture, man. And respect. We will be following it. We will be joining along, man. Yeah, absolutely, gentlemen. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck and the best luck with the podcast, man. Thank yeah, you, man. Thank Hopefully you we'll much. have you on again in the future to yeah. talk about some some more bottles. For sure. All right. Appreciate you, brother. For sure. All right, man. All right. All right. We'll talk to you. Peace. Okay. Bye. 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 All right.